I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Welcome back to the fan. Lori Rubinson here with you. 877-337-6666. And my producer, Manny, calling up a gentleman right now. His name is Jeff Pilgrim. And if you are a Giants fan, I hope you are familiar with his videos on YouTube. Uh, he goes by on Twitter, El Jefe, um, and is the creator of the El Jefe um, videos on on YouTube. And what is, I, I don't know if I'll, I, I won't do them justice, but basically all season long, um, Jeff creates videos after, you know, before, after Giants uh, games. And for much of this, I, I, I think I first um, saw Jeff's videos last year, which was quite a bleak season for for Giants fans. And so they were the one bright spot in an otherwise uh, bleak season. And then this year, remarkably, um, suddenly, the Giants, of course, a year we didn't expect. and um, But the El Jefe videos have become a staple, I think, for a lot of Giants fans. And I thought it would be fun. Um, there's obviously a lot of topics going on right now. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, um, Brian Dable, Coach of the Year. We're about to hit the NFL Combine. So I thought if you're a Giants fan, do yourself a favor. You should be uh, watching these videos. Also, he uh, co-created a podcast. Um, so I thought it would be fun to give him a little bit of a shout out and some airtime. Welcome to the program, Jeff Pilgrim. Lori, thank you so much for having me. Nice to finally talk to you. Um, so first, for people who have not watched your videos, <laughs> let's start there. Uh, I didn't do them justice, but... Describe for people, you basically play about four different characters and, um, you know, and it's, I, I don't know, it's in your backyard and I'm not doing them justice, but how would you describe this project, uh, Labor of Love, that you do with the El Jefe videos? Well, they are ridiculous videos. I play four different main characters. And they all have different points of view on the Giants. And it, and it can be about anything, about players, about the recent game, the upcoming game. D um, Dave, Dave Gettleman in the past. 
<laughs> of Dave Gettleman, Joe Judge. I mean, I played Joe Judge for a while oh, that's last right. year. With the so, with the sweat with the uh, hoodie and the sweatshirt all rolled up. I remember yes, those. Of course, the mm-hmm. three level the three level sleeves. Right. That was Joe Judge's thing. Um, <laughs> it would have been cool if he was a good coach, but mm-hmm. obviously it was just something that I could make fun of. Um, but basically, we sit in the backyard and I film it so that you know. I film one character at a time, and then the way I edit it, it looks like everybody's talking to each other. And um, I try to cover, like, the four corners of the Giants fan base. And if you're on Giants Twitter, and you are, you see it. It's, mm-hmm. it's a madhouse out there. <laughs> and so at first I created it. Like, I had the idea for a while, and then I was like, I made it just to see if I could actually make it happen and make it look real. And there was only two guys in the first video. But it got such a response that I was like, okay, I, I might be onto something here. So I just kept making them, and I've just had so much fun with them um, that I'll make them as, as long as people want me to. But they are, it's sketch comedy and science with, you know, my stupid sense of humor mixed in there. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but it's interesting you say that is the uh, the corners of the, you know, representing um, the Giants fan base and from the most optimistic to the most snarky and negative yeah. and yeah. then uh and then sort of um you know everywhere in be- in between um how and why I-, I found your videos last season how long have you been doing this and how and why did it start yes uh the beginning of last season right before the season started which was joe judge's final year mm-hmm. um there's just so much tension on giants twitter and so much <laughs> arguing and things like that i'm like i feel like i could break the tension here a little bit and let people know it's not that serious like it's supposed to be fun to be a fan of a team not argue with strangers on the internet so i tried to i tried to just create okay. my own lane where i could shine a light on, and it wound up being kind of third for not only myself but i think for some other people because it was such a miserable season in in 21 that yeah. it was like my my God, like we need something to look forward to, and it it kind of became that, and it is a labor of love. It's a lot of work, and I squeeze it into my my full life just because I love doing it so much. So it's been a great time, and I didn't know that I was. It's like totally pushed me out of my comfort zone too. Like I didn't know I could write comedy. I had ideas, or I thought I could. I've always loved comedy. I used to do a comedy podcast, so this forced me into a new realm that I didn't know I could do. So it's been really cool from that aspect too. Yeah, I, I, the words I used here in my notes when I was writing up some questions for you was coping device. Last year, I thought of it as a coping device for <laughs> the, you know, this lousy Giants team and you know, whether it was the coaching and the front office um, and all of that. And then this year, um, suddenly, so how did you, how do you capture into words you know, in the past, it was I think we as Giants fans would look over the last decade would look around the league and and wonder like what you know why can't we have nice things um, for yeah. this last decade? And then so how do you capture how you feel about Giants head coach Brian Dable? He has been sent from the football gods to just <laughs> save us. I think. I mean, how else? This guy has been everything we wanted the last coach to be, except this guy's actually a good coach. He's not just rah, rah, you know, in the press conferences, he's, he's a, he's a player's coach. He's phenomenal. He's super smart. He's an offensive mind. He's everything the giants needed. And considering what the giants had on paper, what they accomplished (laughs) this year is incredible. So 
you know, in terms of making the videos, what's crazy is that there's still sex fan base that are miserable still, even though we just had the best season in a decade. So I will always have content because <laughs> those people will always exist. So I'm shout out to Giants Nation, by the way. I don't care what kind of fan you are. I love you because we're all in this together. Um, and I'm probably like a, a sum of all those people. Like I sometimes I tweet out something like, well, who said that? Which character said that? I'm like, I am a person. Like, I'm a, I've been a Giants fan my whole life. I'm not just that whatever you see on in those videos. So um, Dable has been a godsend. He is uh, the way he started the season going for two in mm-hmm. Tennessee yep. is the way he finished the season. Like in, in Minnesota, a fourth and one in the fourth quarter on our side of the field. He's still going for it. Like he was consistent. He was afraid of nothing. And uh, he's exactly what we needed. And bringing him and Joe Shane together is awesome because they've worked together previously. We finally have a head coach and GM on the same page. So the arrow is pointing straight up for the Giants, even though there's some big decisions to be made. So you mentioned Joe Shane. And I was curious where you were, where you stand with Giants general manager Joe Shane. Is I'll, I'm in the camp of thinking that he's been solid, but his best decision was bringing in that he's friends with Brian Dable and, uh, and, <clears throat> and brought him in as the head coach. It's not that I think Joe Shane did a bad job. It's just that I'm in the jury's still out. I hope he will be a terrific general manager. But last year, the the rookie class, a lot of injuries, whatever, you know, I, I'm not sure that there were moves necessarily in the draft that you look at, you know, especially the first couple of picks, you know, the first round draft picks were moves that you would have made, I would have made. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm I'm still, you know, I liked obviously picking up Isaiah Hodgins off of the, you know, the scrap heap, the Bills practice squad. That's a good move. Yeah. There were some good in-season moves. There was no salary cap. So I'm a little bit on um, a little bit of like wait and see on Joe Shane. I, I want to see what happens this offseason, another draft, all of that. But I'm curious, what are your thoughts on um, GM – Joe Shane, are you all in or are you, yeah, let, let's see what happens. Yeah, I think Dable proved himself and it's, maybe it's easier for him to prove himself in, in just than a GM who, who didn't have any salary cap, like right. you said. And the first round draft is exactly right. That's who everyone would have picked in those spots. And, you know, people looked at some of those draft picks and they're, and that's why they're kind of on the fence with Joe Shane and, I mean, of course, there are some Giants fans that are saying Joe Shane ain't the guy. Here we go, get him in part two. And I'm like, oh, geez. no, he didn't draft a running back with the uh, first round draft pick, so I'm I'm okay. <laughs> so I think he's going to need more time to prove himself. I think, uh, like you said, Isaiah Hodgins just off the streets, absolutely brilliant pickup. So I'd like to see. I mean, this is now when he's really going to earn his money. What mm-hmm. are you going to do? Yep. With with this quarterback who has been the most divisive, polarizing character mm-hmm. for his <laughs> career. Is he underperforming because that's who he is or because of his surroundings, which have been awful? So wh- who is Daniel Jones? And I can't believe after four years, we're still trying to figure that out because if, if it was a consensus, it would be there wouldn't be anybody arguing about it, right? And, yep. now it's a, and that's a huge decision for him to make. So we're- I think I am on board. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the fact that they're working together cohesively mm-hmm. is great news for the Giants. I just think it'll take him a little bit longer to prove himself as you see these draft picks mature over time. Hopefully they don't have 
all have ACL injuries again. And that would, that would certainly help his draft. <laughs> if you could do something about the turf and the ACL injuries, that would be good. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I want it to work, and I like the fact that they are um, united in thought, um, head coach and general manager. But I, I need to see more to say, yeah, he's definitely the long-term Fair. answer and the guy. But you, you brought up the quarterback, so let's go there. Uh, talking, by the way, to Jeff Pilgrim, um, creator of the El Jefe videos, Giants videos on YouTube, as well as co-creator of the New York Revival podcast. And so one of my other favorite things you do in terms of the video, so you have your, your you know, stories sort of um, sitcoms or, you know, whatever they are that you create <laughs> in a few minutes every week. But then you also, each week, for fans who haven't seen this, you have what I would call your Damn It Daniel series <laughs> of videos that you do before every game. And I don't know if you do every, you know, before every game, but it feels that way. And they're essentially a pep talk from you to Daniel. <laughs> Jones and I see it as you wanting him to be the best player he can be but frustrated at times if he doesn't live up to that and I, I've sensed in you I would call it a kindred spirit um, I would describe myself as a realistic Daniel Jones apologist if that makes sense <laughs> it I, sure does. I, yep. I, I was but then again I was a realistic Eli Manning apologist before that where I see it and I see the limitations I see the problems with Daniel Jones but I also see I you know I see the physical skills I see the off the charts um, intangibles and work ethic and how much his teammates love and respect and admire this guy. And then, you know, the owner admitting that they've basically done practically everything yeah. to, to break this player. Horrible offensive lines. Jason Garrett as his offensive coordinator. No right. offensive weapons. And, you know, the, the, you know, so it's like the trifecta of bad offensive line, uh, bad supporting cast, and bad coaching. And this year, finally, we get to see Daniel Jones with a good coaching, good scheme, good coaching. But no, I, I mean, talent-wise, that was what the miracle of what Brian Dable was doing. It, it felt like most, unless you're playing the Texans, most weeks the Giants felt like the less talented roster out there. So here we are. He's a free agent, and I don't know. Damn it, Daniel, what are you worth? And how would you? How do you see this Daniel Jones contract situation playing out? How would you um, advise Joe Shane? Yeah, this is just the luck of the Giants is we wait three and a half years for this quarterback to finally look like somebody, and then he does right before payday. So that's just that's just our luck that we have going for us. And now it's how do and you by evaluate luck, a guy? And by luck, you mean we had really poor coaching. And I, I, I don't know if I would call that luck. I think that that was um, a self-inflicted wound, but, but you could yeah, call it luck. His two years with Joe Judge right. and Jason Garrett and Dave Gettleman. Like, can you imagine? Ugh thinking that that was a recipe for success in hindsight. But what I even go back given? to Shermer. I even go back to, look, um, Daniel Jones' rookie year with a 
uh, Pat Shermer may not have been a superb head coach, but as an offensive um, developer of talent, Daniel Jones, 12 starts, 24 touchdowns. I mean, I, I know he fumbled, but you saw the talent there in the rookie year. Then he went into the wasteland of the Joe Judge, Jason Garrett, you know, swirl, and suddenly comes out cautious, um, with Joe, with uh, with Brian Dable, and I, so would you? Uh, would you hundred percent sign him? Would you if you can't get a deal and he's asking for forty five million? Are you franchise tagging him? What are you doing? I hope Joe Shane has a number. You know that he that he's. It can't be a blank check for Daniel Jones because he just hasn't been so elite and mind blowing that despite the situation he has rised above it all, you just can't write him that check, even though he's a great damn it, Daniel. Like you showed some flashes, you did some good things, but you have not, you have not been so overwhelmingly amazing. You know, it was such a rough start. Then the two forgettable years. And now finally you have a good coach. And like, I love the Daniel Jones that I saw in Minnesota and towards the end of the year, that's a dude you can win with. So like, Mm -hmm. I would like him back, but it has to be, at a fair price. And there's a lot of rumors going on what he's asking for. Like, no, he's not worth $45 million. Like you can't do that. That all but eliminates Saquon and, and, and adding anything around him. So how are you going to build a team that he can finally say, okay, he has a line in front of him. He spins all around him. Like, how can you possibly do that with no cow space once again? So, you know, through the draft it will take years and then you're wasting all that money. So it's like, why would you pay him all that money? If you're years away anyway, if you pay him, you, you start the clock on a, on a Super Bowl window. Basically, you think you can win a Super Bowl with him. And so I always go back to Joe Shane and Dave's Shane and Dave's, as I like to call them, the crime fighting duo. <laughs> they landed their dream jobs a year ago, right? They got the head coach and the GM spot. That's what they've been working for their whole career. Yep. So why would they hitch their wagon to Daniel Jones if they didn't think they could win a Super Bowl with him? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if they decide that he is worth whatever that number is, then I'm and I will do damn it Daniel videos when he makes me upset. I will continue to do all those things. Would you consider, would you consider a, uh, you know, to your point, he just has a new agent, you know, he's entitled to ask for whatever he wants. um, And with the leverage that he has, and if he wants 45 million and you and I say, all right, um, even with contracts going up and the salary cap going up, we're going to say, no, not worth uh, $45 million on a longer-term deal with guaranteed money on that. So would you franchise him where now you're talking more like, I know it counts for the cap right away, but you're mm-hmm. talking more like $32 million. Make him show you another year before you commit to that $45 million type of deal. Yeah, that's not the option that anybody's going to be excited about because – you you either want to move on or you want to know you have your guy. You don't want to be stuck or on a one-year um, deal, which, but that's kind of the only leverage Joe Shane has. It's, right. You're asking for these crazy numbers. Guess what? I'll stick the tag on you and make you do it again. Can you stay healthy for a whole season again mm-hmm. and get even better? Mm-hmm. Then obviously his number is going to be 45 and above. It's going to be – but at least you know what you're paying for. Right. Whereas that, as of right now, we're still trying to project – and after four years, you don't want to still be projecting. You want to have a really good idea of what you got at quarterback, and maybe they feel like they do. So there's a lot of, of rumors about what he's asking for, and who knows how true it is. They might come out with a deal that's beneficial for DJ and the team, 
and he gets to stay with Dable, which I would imagine he wants to do. He's got to be the best coach he ever had. Yep. So um, franchise tag is definitely an option. It's kind of the only leverage that Joe Shane has on him. Yeah. I I was stupidly, um, as we hit the, you know, end of season, I had this voice in my head in, in really in Daniel Jones's ear thinking, come on, take a little less money and yeah. let them build a team around you. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm not the person that has 300-pound men, um, you know, slamming me down on the turf. Oh, I would hope not, Lori. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, fair. Um, so, <laughs> so therefore, no one's paying me uh, 30 or $40 million um, to talk about sports on the radio. And... <laughs> So the the challenging thing here, of course, is um, Daniel Jones, not the only free agent team needs to build around him. And this is a roster that um, was a under talented coached up um, still a lot of holes. Really, it was year one of a rebuild. And God bless the coaching staff. They were able to get a a rebuilding team um, to the postseason to the playoffs. But what do you do then with um, Saquon Barkley? And are, where do you stand on the discounting the running back position? He's been injured. And you want to talk about somebody who's been hurt and then suddenly now is in a contract year and stays healthy and plays well. I mean, that's Saquon Barkley. What do you do with Barkley? It's another brutal decision. It's like Joe Shane. I know he's getting paid big bucks, but... I'm kind of glad I'm not him in this scenario because there's there's so much weight on these two decisions here with these two guys. And you, you feel like they want to play together and they want to stay together. They seem to love each other on yep. the field. And they're both such good guys in terms of representing your franchise. Like Saquon has done nothing wrong. And he's been here through the hardest years, battled back from injuries. He is the identity of the offense. He's our best weapon. You know, he accounted for over 1,600 yards from scrimmage last year. So how do you not bring him back if you're trying to win? So I, I see him as an elite weapon. I see him as top three at his position when healthy. So that's a guy you should when bring healthy. back. But when, when healthy, healthy, of course. Ha, so, of course. How, so he's the one, you know, ideally I'd love to give, uh, have a contract for Daniel Jones so I could franchise tag Saquon Barkley. If that's not available, and I know it would make him very unhappy, but mm-hmm. What's a fair contract then for um, a running back? And it's not just uh, year one. The problem is how many years guaranteed money. You know, what are you doing with a guy who, yes, had a terrific season, but has otherwise, you know, honestly, since his rookie year has mostly been injured. And if you look around, the NFL history tells you it doesn't work out when you give that running back the second contract. Yep. Right. Like you look at what Dallas is stuck with Zeke. Yeah. Carolina trades McCaffrey. Yep. So like it, it doesn't work just because there's these guys are so talented and so athletic and strong and fast coming out of college that if you have a good system and a good coach, which we do, you can you can find production. And so can you replace that production or get close to it? Maybe not replace it because Saquon is not a replaceable guy, but you can scheme and, and get production from there so that you don't have to pay one guy 10 plus million dollars. You can get a couple different running backs and get close and then have, like, I'd rather have an O-line. We haven't had an O-line 
I, it seems like my entire adult life. I agree, but, but like, doesn't that go back to um, against what you just said earlier, which is that it's not even ten million. Giants offered rumor is uh, you know twelve and a half he t- uh, for three years, and he obviously we don't know the guarantee on that, but he turned it down. So if he's wanting minimally, uh, you know, I think his people are probably asking for the sixteen that McCaffrey's getting. But if he's wanting minimally fourteen million and four years and I don't know, uh, half of it's guaranteed or whatever. Are you making that deal? Or to your point, would you rather invest in the offensive line and put together um, a some solid running backs and invest in wide receiver, tight end, yes. offensive line? Okay, I have my final answer for you. I've been thinking about it, <laughs> talking through it out loud. My yes. heart wants him back because he's a great guy and he's yep. a great talent. My head says don't pay a running back. You can find the talent and give me the O line and the and the other weapons that we need. Yep. So that's that's my final answer. I'm, I love the guy. I'm I think that's a perfect answer. I'm in the same place. The only way I would do otherwise really would be um, if either A you can use the franchise tag um, or B you sign him to a deal, but with the guaranteed money. Um, the average and what you're paying um, doesn't really it hits your cap actually even less than the um you know even the the cap hit for this coming year and um and you can get out of it is uh is less than even the franchise tag i'm with you i think you if you have a terrific offensive line um a lot of running backs uh, can be successful so absolutely i 100 percent agree and the giants have other guys they have to pay like you got to wrap up dexter lawrence that guy can't go anywhere Yep. Um, you got some guys in the secondary that have some contracts uh, coming up, so it's going to be hard. You basically, to pay your don't own. have a set. You don't have a number two cornerback, um, whether that's the draft or free agency. Um, yep. Morosa free agent. Uh, you, you need a number two corner. They have no linebackers. None. No. Um, no. It's the worst. That's probably the most <laughs> embarrassing position group. Um, yep. They they don't have depth at uh, pass rusher. Um, as you said, there's, um, you know, Julian Love safety is a is, is, you know, free agency there. So there's all kinds of holes all over that defense. The offensive line needs to be uh, interior offensive line needs an upgrade. And the uh, and there's no wide receivers and, and you know, no pass catching playmaking tight ends. But other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you like to play? Um, yeah. Other than that, we're in great shape. Yeah. But this, that's, a, that's a big point for the, the section of the Giants fan base that does not want to pay Daniel Jones anything, is that this roster has holes everywhere, as you just mentioned. So wait till the roster is ready, then go get your quarterback or draft your quarterback yeah. in a year or two and then enjoy the rookie contract. And you could pay for that elite wide receiver if you want because you got the space. Yeah, so this is where the um – my, you know, so if you have four different characters, this is where after I've made this cogent <laughs> argument, this is where the Daniel Jones apologist in me then kicks in, where I then sit there and think, on the other hand, um, I, I also I know this is a rebuild, but I think the coaching staff is sort of almost too good that the Giants are not going to end up with that top five draft pick to go get right. a quarterback. And if you yep. can't do that then i don't know it is there is something kind of fun about trying to compete 
while you build the thing and at least be respectable while every year, uh, you know, the Cowboys have shown now they're not well coached and don't fulfill their promise, but they certainly have shown that you don't have to be in the top five or 10 in the draft to continue to draft uh, a lot of terrific talent. And so I'd love to see Shane do his job. I'd like to see them bring back Daniel Jones and at least be a team that can compete for a playoff spot while we're looking at what is what has to be a four or five year rebuild. We're one year in. I agree with you in terms of culture, in terms of attracting free agents down the right. line. Teams like guys that maybe have a couple of years left, they want to go to a contender. They want to go where it matters. And if you're in a constant state of rebuild, you're never going to attract those guys. And now we finally have the right coach. And the way the guys rally around DJ and Saquon, like I would love to run it back and keep building on what we just did because you look at the AFC, that's where all the elite quarterbacks are. Yep. We happen to be in a very good division, but when you get outside of that, you can grab a wild card every year and, and make your shot and there, go on a run. Like You never know what could happen. There's nobody in the, uh, the South. I mean, unless Derek Carr goes someplace there, there's no quarterbacks in the South. Who knows what Aaron Rodgers does? The you know, I mean, the Lions are ascending, but you're absolutely right, is that the, uh, the AFC is brutal and packed with young quarterbacks, and the NFC, um, I mean, the Eagles are a very good team, but there is uh, really, um, you know, Obviously, right now, the AFC is where it's at in terms of the best teams in the league. Um, El Jefe, Jeff Pilgrim, it's been a pleasure. People should be um, following you on on YouTube, on Twitter, um, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you so much, Lori. Great talking with you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.